Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Gillian C., and you're listening to the RPG Show. Listen up. See you in Kobe. Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. Hi, and welcome to this edition of the RPG Show. I'm your temporary host, Blaine Bustin' Makes Me Feel Good, Nimye, and with me I have Kevin, I just got slimed, Kujawaski. Hey, what's up? And, uh, yeah, what have you been up to, Kujo? What have you been playing, doing? Um, i just been playing, uh, well, the last game I really played was 13 Sentinels, uh, which we're going to do for the next episode of the RPG Show. Okay. Um. But I think I played this right at the Ghostbusters right after or before. I can't remember now. I think I played right before it. Um, just because it's October. And, uh, this game came out last year, like the remastered. And I've been kind of uh, itching to play it since it came out on PS3 and I never finished it. So mm-hmm. I finally got uh, around to it. And you said you wanted to you, do it for the show. So I figured it'd be a good kind of like Halloween you know, as, you know, bonus episode. Sure. Yeah. I like to do special things on Halloween myself and I, I kind of just totally blanked on it this year. Uh, luckily we just kind of, for, is it worth it? We just kind of fell into a, uh, Halloween show with uh, mortal Kombat, basically having more Halloween themes than I even realized because the newer ones have, you know, Jason and Leatherface and etc. So, you know, Freddy Krueger, I think is even in a couple of them or whatever. So, yeah, it's pretty, you know, horror-themed, so uh, that's what we're going to be doing on that show. Um, as for what I've been playing outside of uh, all the various Mortal Kombat games, I uh, have been playing a lot of Ghostbusters, did play through that. Um, but recent, more recently, I've been replaying uh, the last, not the last Guardian, um, the one before that, Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, okay. You've you played through that, I assume? No, I actually haven't got to that one yet. Oh my gosh. That is uh, probably my favorite PlayStation 2 game and uh, easily in my top five like favorite games of all time. It's it's such oh, an... Is that good? Oh yeah, it's so fucking incredible. It's unreal. Um, oh, like my first... You're going to add another game to my list now. Well, my first playthrough, like, it, it totally blew me away because the story is so minimal, minimalistic and stuff, and it's not told through, like, dialogue so much as it is, like, actions and everything. It's uh, one of, like, the three games that have actually made me cry. Uh, just just incredible gameplay because the Colossuses themselves are these giant puzzles that you have to figure out how to defeat them, you know? So cool. Yeah. 
such a cool game and uh they remastered it you know a few years ago for the ps4 and they uh it was a free psn game and i've had it like kind of just staring me down you know like hey one of these days i need to replay it and the other day i was just like well i'll play it for five minutes and just see what it looks like and i mean the remaster is just utterly gorgeous uh, I mean, it was a beautiful game to begin with, I felt, but, like, this just blew me away just all over again, and now I'm on, like, the sixth or seventh Colossus, you know, already, and just loving every minute of it, and then outside of that, all I've been playing is, like, games with Caroline, you know, uh, she and I went yeah. to the game store today, and she picked out a couple of uh, games that were, like, two-player, um, she picked out Strike Force Bowling for the PS2, which uh, was not very fun. It's just like bowling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, we played that for a couple hours. And then another a Capcom game that I'd never even heard of called Bombastic. Where hmm. it, It's like a puzzle game. It, it kind of is like a mix between... Uh, well, it's very close to Bomberman. But you have to, like, line up... You, you stand on top of dice and you walk on them and you have to line them up to where there's so many of the exact same like three threes or four threes or whatever and then they'll start glowing and then the, when they blow up they'll blow up all the dice adjacent to them that have lower, one lower number to it and they can set off these giant chain reactions and you're trying to like blow up all the other players that are on top of these dice basically is what it breaks down hmm. to. It's It's interesting but like I, I found it to be for me like there's too much number crunching like too fast you're you're like trying to figure all that out and maybe like that'll come in time if I were to like sit down and really want to play a game like that I could get good at it but mostly she and I were just like running around until something happened and uh, you know like it, it was fun but it it's not really for me I'm not really a big puzzle guy but I do love playing games with my daughter so yeah anyway. Cool. Yeah, that's that's about it as far as that goes. Uh, I guess we should get into the game proper. I'm not real sure, Cujo, as to when uh, we, we're going to drop music in or if at all. Uh, it's, it's in the notes there. Oh, it's in the it's in the Okay, so we'll start with gameplay. I'm going to kick it to you because, honestly, like I, I finished playing this game about two weeks ago, but outside of just a couple of key points, you know, uh, I really don't remember a whole lot. There's like a big baddie. Uh, they reintroduce a lot of the uh, the characters from previous uh, the previous movies. You know, I, I started to say this is a movie as well because it really is like the third movie um, because all yeah. the original cast except for Moranis come back. Yep. Yep. So, so. Um, okay, so uh, like we normally do, we're gonna break this down into categories. Um, First off, we're going to start off gameplay, then we're going to do story, um, and then uh, visuals and music, and overall, and then uh, we'll finish up with the um, uh, replayability slash extra content. Um, so, for this game, uh, you start off as like the new recruit um, for the Ghostbusters, so you definitely can't... Well, I. I guess you can kind of play this game without having any prior knowledge, but I don't think you'll uh, enjoy it as much. So you probably want to watch the first two movies first. For sure. Right? Yeah. Um, I, I'll go a step further and say, like, I don't I don't think you could play this game. If you're not a fan of the Ghostbusters, I don't think you'll be able to get through this game. That's just my <laughs> I, I don't think you would. It's, it's definitely a nostalgia ride. Um, 
And it made more sense, like, I mean, it's great because it has the original cast, you know, mm-hmm. as the voice actors. And um, uh, Egon, you know, he died, like, what, 10 years? Like, uh, what, It's been, gosh, why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, but, yeah, he, he, uh, he passed away about five years ago, I want to say, six maybe. Um, yeah, I can't think of his name for the life of me right now. And I, it's on the tip of uh, Harold Ramis. Yeah, Harold Ramis. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's a part, he, him and uh, Dan Aykroyd, you know, I guess they're they're saying they're the writers, but I think they got a script and then they fixed it is what, like I kind of, in my, you know, internet research kind of uncovered. Yeah. So I think the, the guys that originally wrote this had this in mind and then they're like, oh yeah, we'll take it from here type of thing is what I think happened. Because, you know, forever there's always been rumor there have always been rumors about Ghostbusters three and it was never like Ramus and I guess uh um Bill Murray had like a falling out in the uh on the Groundhog Day set. Yeah. And I they like, that. they never really talked afterwards. I guess it was a really hard movie to make. Um obviously because you're doing like the same scenes over and over again. So and then I guess Bill Murray became kind of hard to work with. Um, so they had a falling out after that, and I don't think they ever worked together again. So the only way they can get together, well, to do to do something together again was this, just basically voice acting. Yeah. And so anyways. Oh, did, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, did you notice, like, um, that the the voices themselves were of, like, varying... Uh, quality, especially when it came to uh, Bill Murray, he sounded to, uh, on mine. I played I played this on the uh, uh, the PS2 as opposed to like the new newer one or whatever. And yeah, Murray sounded uh, like he was recording over a phone or something. Um. It, it just sounded like really bad comparatively. Anytime his character was talking, uh, it, it's it kind of took me out of it a little bit. Whereas everyone else sounded like they had recorded out of a sound studio and they sounded perfect. Well, now that she kind of mentioned that, that does kind of I kind of do notice that. But mm. I guess I don't know. I feel like the Bill Murray parts were kind of like self more self contained too. Like he was kind of not with the whole cast the whole time you know what i mean yeah and he he also just he didn't have that bill murray energy to him it it almost felt like he was just like okay i'll do it and then just it was all just like literally and figuratively phoned in for me uh you know which i get <laughs> it yeah but i'll be honest too there's some parts that made me laugh oh yeah like he, yeah like he'd have some lines and i'm like yep that's you know that's a classic bill murray line even if it was half ass it's still yeah he, still he, good He's still Bill Murray. <laughs> the man's a legend. Look right. him up. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, he started off as a new recruit, um, and the premise is like you're the new guy who gets to test all the new equipment that they've been developing. So, <laughs> yeah. I guess this the game takes place a couple years after the second movie. Um, and like we were saying, uh, you know they they don't ever give that guy a name. They all call him like champ or whatever and yeah. like we we're saying before like bill murray makes you laugh like he called him scooter and for whatever reason it was like it's not really a demeaning uh like nickname but it kind of is at the same time oh for sure <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, I played as so, uh, the chick. I, I picked, you can pick a female or a male, and I was like, I'd much rather, if I'm going to stare at someone's ass, I'd rather see a female avatar. So I did that. Oh, uh, in the in the PS4 version, that's not an option. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so you're just a dude. PS2, at the beginning of the game, it asks you if you're male or female, and you get to choose which one, and I believe the dialogue changes uh, because not once was I called Scooter. But I was called, uh, oh gosh, various, you know, things that you would call a woman. Oh, really? Maybe that's why they took it out. (laughs) That's wild that they would take a feature out of a remake, but, you know, whatever. And also, I I was looking at the, uh, and I guess that's for visuals, but uh, the visuals are wildly different from the original version to the newest one. But anyway, uh, go ahead with gameplay. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. Um, uh, going forward, yeah, it's a third-person shooter, but your sh- your gun is the proton pack, um, which is cool. I thought it's a cool concept. For uh, sure. Like, so you shoot the stream. Uh, you, you start off with the regular proton pack, and then once the ghost is weak enough, you do the capture stream, and then you got to kind of guide the ghost. Well, you got to kind of like tire it out, basically. Mm-hmm. And once it's like tired, so there's like an upgrade you can get where you can slam them into the wall or slam them into the uh, um, the catch. What's the capture thing called? I don't the know. Trap. The trap, the trap, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the trap, you can slam them into the trap eventually, but before that, you gotta like knock them into the wall or whatever and tire them out, and then you can kind of guide them over the the trap and they'll suck them in. Right. Um, so that's the basics of it. Um, as you go along, you get three other different types of like streams so there's like a slime and then there's like a stasis stream which i thought was pretty much useless i never used that did you i used the hell out of that really oh i love the stasis stream so like the slime one's good because you don't damage anything if you're trying Mm -hmm. to go for like a no damage run which is a trophy obviously um is it (laughs) so so i use this i use the uh slime uh, and it also helps uh, if someone's possessed by a ghost, you can slime them and then the ghost leaves them. Yeah, not the dark slime guys too. You have to use it on certain enemies because they'll uh, oh yeah they'll cover themselves yeah. in dark slime and then yeah you have to put that on them before you could damage them at all. And then uh, there are also pools of dark slime at various periods where you can use the good slime quotations to uh, negate that, so you can walk across it without getting hurt or whatever. Yep, that's true. Yep, that's another thing. Um, and then the last one is, what's it called? Um, the Mason Collider, which is kind of like more like a, you know, more powerful proton pack, but it's not a stream. So it just kind of hurts the ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mostly for like a couple boss battles, really. I don't know if you used it outside of that, did you? Uh, I'm trying to remember which one you're referring it's like the to. the yellow one. The yellow one. It's like the, it turns like turns the proton pack yellow. Maybe it's not in the PlayStation Two version. I don't know. Uh, no, like for me, I, I want to say there was three other guns as well. One was uh, like you said, the stasis, whatever. But it like starts off as a shotgun, more or less. Uh, did you? Oh yeah, it's yeah, yeah. That, so it's like a spread gun, like, and that's pretty cool. And then you up get an upgrade for it where you can like shoot a stasis stream, which is effectively like a freeze ray which is incredible, especially when you have the other uh, Ghostbusters with you. Because if you can freeze stuff, then they become, like, usually they're 
largely useless. But if you can freeze stuff, you can freeze a bunch of stuff and they'll just like center on that and they'll just whittle its life away really fast and you can just beat like multitudes of enemies really quickly that way. So I, mm-hmm. I, I use the stasis stream a lot. I really, really liked it. Uh, also on the PS2 version, you ran into this problem where uh, ghosts would fly through a wall and then die behind the wall. And then you couldn't like get them to go into the trap no matter what you do. And it just caused a reset that happened to me a couple of times. And once I got the stasis stream, I could freeze them in the room and make sure they didn't like fly off, you know? Oh, that sucks. Yeah. They didn't like get more health after they like took all their life down. Uh, yeah, yeah, they would, but then they wouldn't come back in the room. Oh, they'd be like trapped outside. They'd be trapped outside. And I'd be like, like sometimes uh, you could work around it by like, walking real close against the wall and shooting your beam and it would like go through the wall somehow and then you could drag them back in it was yeah Yeah. real problem like with the clipping and stuff but uh, it was you know ps2 era and uh that i guess they probably resolved a lot of those issues um as far as the other guns are concerned the slime gun had a another use as well didn't it have a gosh what could you do with it you could slime people you could have, you could slime tether them so they couldn't get like fly away. Yeah, that, so that may be te- it. Oh, that's and then there's like some parts where you have to like use the tether to pull boxes or pull your like pull yourself over to a certain area or pull the crane. There's a part where you have to move a crane. Huh. You have to use a tether. Did you ever have to do that? No, no, no. Mine, I got uh, slime mines. Uh, that would you could shoot those out of the slime gun, and they would like uh, when ghosts came by, they would blow up and stuff like that. And you could use it to uh, slime certain items to where you could. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I know what you're talking about now. You'd slime an item, then you could use your normal pack to be able to move it and manipulate it. Yeah. Well, there, I, there must be a little bit of a difference in the PS2 version then, because like that tether, you have to use in certain parts to. To move things. I'll be damned. Yeah, I, I I looked up to see whether it was the same game, and I swear it is because it's all the exact same dialogue and stuff. So, oh yeah, it's probably the same. But there's some probably some gameplay stuff they couldn't really do in PS2. Yeah, they probably had to like change a little bit of it. So you so. didn't have uh, the slime mines at all. No, I didn't have any slime mines. Yeah, you would like shoot a blob of slime, and like five seconds later, it would uh, blow up, and anything around it would like be completely slimed. And then, um, I can't remember the last gun. Uh, I want to say I just didn't use it at all. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of drawing a blank on that. I know. Well, the one for the PS4 is like, it shot like a very strong stream. And then like, uh, there's like a, there's like a, basically like a powerful attack. And then there was, and when you shot that attack at the ghost, it will then like, uh, like be like a homing gun where you wouldn't have to aim; it would just shoot at wherever you hit them with that first shot. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, no, that sounds baller. Yeah, I. So I, uh, there's yeah. like two bosses that are weak to it that you pretty much had to use it in in this version, my version. I see. Like the very last boss, like it really took down his life. Hmm. Well, in the in the PS2 version, you were saying like. Uh, you weren't wanting to damage stuff uh in the ps2 version like that's what you want to do to make more money because uh, you make like and I, you don't get to spend it but like um 
if you damage stuff, you, you get more money from the city or whatever. So, like, you get a higher point total at the end of each level. Um, so I was sitting there, like, yeah. trying to shoot every everything, you know, every freaking uh, desk, every toilet, every mirror. <laughs> I'm shooting everything with a proton pack. Um, but, yeah, I'm still drawing a blank on that last gun that I got. It Again, it was... It's just not impressive. I can't remember what it did at all. But like the on the first beam, did you get a the blossom whatever it was called, where you'd be shooting and then you press like R two and it would shoot oh, up. Boys yeah. and dart. You have to shoot it at the stay puff. Yeah, 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 boss. yeah. And it okay. would like uh, blow things up. You know, blossom blast or whatever it was called. But yeah, it was always like, and I like the way they kind of explain it away. Harold Remus, his character Egon, you know, is making all these new inventions, and the, my character was like, "Hey, uh, how are you uh, making all these wonderful toys?" And he's like, "Oh, I only sleep, you know, seven minutes a day or whatever." And I thought that was kind of <laughs> cool. So, and then there, there is a cool part where Rick Moranis isn't in it, but in the firehouse, um, his desk says like. Uh, sick for the out sick or something like that, mm-hmm. or out for the weekend. Or, I don't know if you, do you did you guys have the firehouse and play the PS2 version? Yeah, yeah, the firehouse was there, but uh, Rick Moranis, to my knowledge, didn't have a desk unless it was upstairs, and I just missed it. Like, it was like right at the bottom of the stairs. I see. No, mine had uh, Annie Potts, uh, who plays Janine. She had her yep. desk at the bottom, and then there was like a couple of rooms behind her that was just like storage areas, and then Slimer in a glass case. Mm-hmm. And uh, upstairs you had a couple of desks, uh, video game machines, which you couldn't play, disappointingly. And then like they just like went up to them and pretend to play them. Yeah, and then like a poles where you could like slide down, a TV where you could like play uh, previous chapters, and then to play the current chapter you would get in the Ecto One. Um, and then there right. was a desk or cabinet or something where you could watch the credits and hear that wonderful, wonderful theme song as you like shot at Slimer. That's right. Everything that was in mine, yeah. So the uh, only other like mechanic um, we didn't go over yet was there's a PKA meter. Oh yeah. Um, so you use that to like if there's ghosts you're trying to find, or but mostly it's for finding uh, the artifacts. And then there's like five or six artifacts per stage, and every artifact you find then shows up at the firehouse when you go. It's like a, yeah, like when you get back to the firehouse after each level, it'll be the artifacts in there. Wow. See, for me on the PS2, it was similar, but um, it wasn't artifacts you were finding. You were uh, you would use the PKE meter for uh, yeah to get through the levels and stuff and to find. Um, various like ghosts or whatever sometimes there'd be doors that you couldn't see and you would have to like either use oh, that yeah. or put on the goggles and, use, and stuff you have to use slime on those doors that's another thing you had to use slime for oh uh, yeah that's true and uh but like i didn't have any artifacts in in the ps2 version you had um you would uh take pictures i think of uh like various ghosts and um characters as you met them through the game and then you would also use the pke meter to help you find the corresponding uh like notes on that thing so say you find like slimer you could take a picture of slimer and then if you also found the notes it would unlock a uh, like a little thing a blurb about slimer and give you that and then at the end of each level it'd say how many of those that you've missed or found 
and you could go back right. and find all of them. And if you found all of them, it had like various unlocks that you could get for the game. Um, things like uh, double the, the hit points or you would gain hit points faster um, all the way up to like uh, none of your uh, guns would consume any ammo. You could just like hold down the button and they would never run out. Stuff like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't have any of that. <laughs> yeah, they, so they like they're the same PK game meter. but different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also the PK meter, like like you're saying, you can you use it to scan the ghosts, and then once you get a good scan, you get that blurb that you probably had to do extra work for in your game. Yeah, which was annoying because you would find one and not the other, and then like, if I was a completionist, I would have had to like go back to all those levels and stuff like that, and I was like, man, this could be like super annoying i ended up getting like 60 or 70 percent of them and i finished the game with like a 96 percent uh completion rate so uh they must not like count towards a whole hell of a lot but yeah and i think the real ending might even be hidden behind 100 percent completion i'm not sure but hmm. it's whatever because the ending of this game uh just full disclosure was absolute ass i was <laughs> like okay i guess hmm. you know but whatever I don't know how yours was, but mine had a pretty decent ending. So maybe maybe there is a, bit, a little bit of a difference. Well, um, I, I don't know how though because like Harold Ramis is dead, you know. So how would they get him to be in your ending and not mine? Unless maybe you uh, get well, maybe, the good ending by default or something. Well, I think that maybe. Well, this is like a remaster of the PS3 version, so maybe PS3 and PS2 were different. No, they were the same. They were the same. So, game. Yeah. Um, the other thing, uh, you said you have a health bar. Was it on the Proton Pack? Uh, the like Pro Dead Space style? The Proton Pack had a uh, a health bar, yeah. Uh, well, it would, like, as you used it, your gauge would uh, go up, 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 and then once you used it too much, it would, like, have a down, like, a cooldown period, so you couldn't just, like, continuously use the Proton Packs. Um, then, yeah. then the various ones like the slime gun had like certain amount of slime that would replenish over time, etc. And, uh, gotcha. then you yourself had, uh, a health bar that was, I, I can't remember if it was attached to the proton pack or not, but when it hit zero, you would, uh, you would die. Um, but it would replenish itself over time if you didn't get hit with anything so you could like if you were running low you could run off and then it would replenish um and then like i said once you got the unlock i i did get the unlock that made it like go up doubly fast i felt like superman i felt like i couldn't die because all i had to do was like if i was about to die just run off for a second and my health would be full within a couple of seconds and then i just run back into the fray gotcha yeah, yeah and this uh like in my version, um, there's like a little health bar on the side of the proton pack, and then if you died, like the Ghostbusters could come over and revive you, like bring yeah, you back yeah, yeah. And then you could do the same thing to them. Yep. Um, of course, they but, weren't uh, always around, and also sometimes they would go down, and then yeah, if they were down, and then you went down, that was it. You'd have to restart yep. the mission. Yep. Now, I did like in the gameplay where you were playing with the various Ghostbusters. Um, they give you, like, a lot of chapters would give you a lot of time with a certain Ghostbuster. Um, yeah, you get some one-on-one -on -one time. Yeah, like a lot of one-on-one -on -one with each one of the members. And the only one I didn't really like, again, was Murray because he was hard to hear. Um, 
and he seemed like he wasn't saying as much as the other ones were. I really liked Ernie Hudson. Uh, he was amazing, you know, and said like he had like some of the best lines to me in the game and uh, best delivery of lines, too. Um, but all of them did a really great job. I mean, I, I'm making complaints about Murray when, you know, even a phoned in Murray is still like 90 percent better than, you know, or rather better than 90 percent of the actors out there. So he was still that amazing. Might, but like that might be like an age gap thing because we're older. So maybe some people don't. Like younger people that might be listening to this might not appreciate Bill Murray like we do, but he's but, probably I mean, one of my favorite actors of all time. Oh, for sure, he's he's an incredible, he's legendary. I mean, there I I see eight year old kids wearing Bill Murray shirts, you know. Um, it, <laughs> but do you think they know who he is? <laughs> I I don't know, you know. Uh, that's the thing. Sometimes you'll see an eight year old kid wearing a Bob Marley shirt or something. And you're like, really though? I mean. Really? Yeah. Are you smoking well, pot and listening to No Woman No Cry? Because I doubt it. Um, well, but you I never know. Some, like, t- I work with some twenty-year-olds, and I was like, "Have you ever seen Ghostbusters?" And a lot of them didn't hadn't ever seen it. Yeah, I was like, "Oh my gosh, you need to go home and watch that right now." It's like one of the best movies ever. So it is great, but I will say, going back and watching it, a lot of it, uh, a lot of it holds up better than modern day stuff, in my opinion. Because, um, like, practical effects will always beat CGI effects to me. They just look better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, some of it really does look absolute shit, too. Um, and then, like, there's a lot of sexist stuff that doesn't translate real well um, <laughs> today. You know what I mean? It's right. not at all PC. I don't think you could get away with a lot of the jokes and so on and so forth that they do in the film. But, you know, it's a product of its time. Um but Murray's great. Uh, if you want to read about just like some of the most legendary stuff anyone has ever done, read about like various encounters people have had with Bill Murray. Oh yeah. I mean, he's done everything like whole... from direct traffic. You know, he'll just randomly do that to like he'll drive up and see like people playing soccer, and he'll just be like, "Hey guys, can I join?" And he'll play like two hours of soccer with like a group of kids, and or then shows like, up party randomly. Yeah. It just and okay. like the media, once the media shows up, he gets in his car and he go like drives away or what. I mean, he's just like the most random person, you know. One of his most famous I things is he'll walk up behind someone at a fast food place, take some food off their plate, eat it, and tell them no one's gonna believe you and walk away. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, he's just like the the coolest fucking guy, and you know. I think there's one thing I saw where uh, he there's some people taking like wedding pictures or engagement pictures mm-hmm. and then he like showed up in the background of them and then he became he became part of their like engagement photos yeah yeah he does that stuff all the time yeah he's just the he's a weird guy but he's like weird in such a good way there's a great yeah. documentary over him i think it's still on netflix where they uh they talk about a lot of this stuff and like how it's impossible to reach him. Uh, he doesn't have a cell phone himself or he'll buy burners and throw them away after single uses and stuff. Cause he's just like really weird, but he has a singleton red phone that, uh, has an old school, uh, answering machine on it. And everyone that wants him to be in a film or project has to call that phone and leave a message. And he'll listen to it like once a week and decide whether or not he wants to do something on a whim. And I mean, he's done all kinds of cool stuff. Like one time he was at a signing 
and uh, these like high school filmmakers were like, hey, man, uh, do you want to be in our film? And he was like, well, what's it about? And they didn't really have anything. So they're like, it's just us walking in slow motion down the hall. And he was like, absolutely, I want to be in your film. And you can watch that on YouTube. <laughs> it's just like him and some random guys, like teenagers walking down a hall like in extreme slow motion. <laughs> You know, just stuff like that. He's just a weird dude, and I love him. Um, but, yeah, again, in this in this particular game, it, it felt a little bit phoned in. So, yeah, uh, if you want to go over our likes and our dislikes. Uh, as far as the gameplay, gameplay goes? Yeah. And then give a rating. Yeah, I, I liked... Uh, I like the, like, third person, I guess, is what they call it. I like that. Uh, I felt like... It, it was pretty decent as a shooter. It could have been a lot better, um, but it wasn't like super terrible. I've definitely played worse. Um, I didn't uh, necessarily like or dislike the damageable um, environments. I mean, it's cool, especially something as early as PS2 to have environments where you can blow up nearly everything. Um, but you know, that's kind of the norm nowadays. Uh, catching ghosts was fucking annoying. Um, I guess that's a dislike because you had to like slam them into the walls and the floors and stuff like that to tire them out, which uh, to my knowledge was never in a film. I don't remember them ever having to like slam a ghost into anything. It's kind of silly. Um, you know, uh, it, it was okay. Like overall, uh, it, it was serviceable. It was like, it was fun enough that it didn't turn me off. But if I wasn't a Ghostbuster fan, I probably wouldn't have played more than like 10 minutes of this game. You know, it would have been like, yeah, whatever. But because it was uh, themed Ghostbusters and it did have all the original voice cast and stuff, that was really what kept me going more than anything. I'd give it like personally, like a middle of the road score as far as gameplay, uh, like 2.5, I guess. Okay. Um, for me, I liked uh, I liked exploring the firehouse. Uh, I don't know if it was as, as expansive in PS2 version, but there's like pictures on the wall of like newspaper articles from like the movies and stuff. Hmm. And uh, there's some like funny little things like you can find. Like there's like an employee of the month hmm. like uh, calendar. I don't know if that's in your version or not. But know. all of them were Venkman, <laughs> except for one. <laughs> except for one was Ernie Hudson. <laughs> I was like, that's hilarious. I don't know why. Like, that kind of stuff just, like, I don't know, cracks me up. Because it's, like, something, I don't know. No, that, uh, that makes sense. And then um, just the, uh, you know, the, the different touches, like, all the stuff you collected end up in the firehouse. And there's, like, little things. Like, I was saying there's an homage to, um, uh, what's his name? Um uh, Rick Moranis. That wasn't in the, huh? To Rick, Rick Moranis. Yeah, Rick Moranis, like his little head, like his his Ghostbusters uniform was hung up on the wall for like a little his little headphones on there. <laughs> uh, or yeah, uh, so I don't know. I like that part about it. Um, and they had like the, you know, the music from the show, like in that part of it. That was kind of nostalgic. So I like that. Um. For a PS4 game, though, the loading times are garbage. I don't know how bad it was on PS2. It was pretty fucking atrocious. Uh, I mean, you're still waiting, like, in PS4, like, 15 to 30 seconds for load screens. I'm yeah. just like, what is going on? It should be, like, 10 seconds at most. 
It was the same, um, but you did get like a still of whatever was going on. Um, that was real nice. Uh, in the PS2 version, they would have like these hand-drawn things. Like if you were about to go fight Slimer, it'd be a really nice hand-drawn photo of the boys, uh, you know, zapping at Slimer. Or if you were about to go fight the State Puff, it'd be that and all that kind of stuff. So it, it left you something to like, like a little piece of artwork to look at for 10, 15 seconds while it was loading. So it wasn't so bad. Um, I feel like the core gameplay, I think, is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it's definitely unique. There's no other game like it, I guess, where you're capturing ghosts. Um, but it does get, you know, like after you get through the nostalgic part of it, it does get boring. That's not like something that keeps you hooked. You know what I mean? It's not It's not like a satisfying gameplay element. No. You, know, you don't get like, you get money like for it, but which you just used to upgrade your gun. Or your your proton pack, but after a while, your proton packs always upgraded, and then there's nothing else you use money for. So yeah, it was see, like I didn't even have like I got money, but I didn't have any upgrades that I could purchase for anything. So that's another new addition, evidently. But I was going to add that there are uh, certain areas of gameplay that I don't know if they corresponded to yours, but there was like the whole sewer section where you had to. There was like these clock things on the wall where you had to do that three times, line up the things with your proton pack exactly, and there was these like things that you would have to slime to make them visible to you, so you could drop down these uh, uh, like elevators kind of things over the black slime in the sewer, so you could run across them, and some of those were utter bullshit. Uh, mm. where you would have to like run onto one and then while you're moving, shoot another one to lower it. There was one, there was four in a row you had to do. I almost quit. I was like, I don't even know that I can do this. I don't think I'm a good enough, you know, my eye to hand coordination is fast enough to where I could like running. Cause if you found the black slime, it would like start over from the beginning, not the beginning of the level, but the beginning of that elevator sequence or whatever. And there's these series of bridges that would fall and you would have to, as running, like, shoot this thing to lower the bridge and then it would like slowly raise back up and if it raised up you'd fall off of it kind of thing wow so you'd have to have like boom 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 <laughs> that was just like fucking annoying that whole sewer yeah, level but... can just go suck a dick it was so i didn't have like a sewer level i oh, guess yeah. huh um was it there the one that kind of was close to that where you kind of go into the sewers of like the island that the gozer's island or whatever that pops out of the ground yeah, I did that sure. too. That was like the very end. But no, yeah. this was uh, right before that. There's like this level where you go into the sewers um, because like it's kind of like a homage to the second movie where, you know, there's the black slime is just going throughout the city of New York and you have to like uh, find and shut off these machines that this guy had uh set up centuries before to like uh make somehow summon goes or back to the earth or whatever and you go through and like all the mechanics of the sewer are just utter bullshit um yeah you, you have to do these part for me was um i'm sorry what i was gonna say you have to do these puzzles that um involve like they have three faces with a moving clock with different symbols on them and you have to like uh freeze it with a stasis stream i think in place to where like it will match whatever symbol you have to do to open the gate 
And then um, if you don't do it fast enough, then the first one will start moving again. And it was really hard to run around those and stop them in time. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, And they do that three fucking times in a row. And the third one, you have to actually go find the clock face itself and like slime it and put it back on because it's missing. And it's just like, it's a standard thing where they do in video games where it's like they ask you to do something that's bullshit and then they ask you to do it again and again because they don't feel like programming more shit and they're just like padding out their game. And uh, I was like, okay, this is, this is getting old fast. So I'm I'm glad to hear that they they just like apparently took that level completely out, because yeah the only part of like besides the the that island you had to go to where there's some little bit of a sewer where you have to like drain the slime or something like that yeah um at the at the end of the museum you have to go down into the sewers and then you fight the the chancellor or whoever that guy is yeah I think we're talking about the same thing I think. Mine was just a little bit longer because you you still had the museum where you like uh, fought against like the the Civil War guys and all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And at so. the very end of that, there was like a small section where you're in the sewer, but it was more like a hallway than anything. Oh yeah, mine was huge. And then there's a big battle and downstairs with a, yeah, like the Chancellor or something. Now, uh, while yeah. I'm thinking then, about like, it though, did you notice uh, who the uh, mayor was voiced by? Yes, the mayor was uh, Bill Murray's brother, Yeah, who was also the mayor in Groundhog Day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people uh, don't realize Bill Murray has, like, three very famous brothers. <laughs> and they're, like, even in the documentary, they're, like, interviewing one of his brothers that was, like, he, he's in all kinds of movies, too, and I can't remember. You know, they're all something or other Murray, and I never remember their names. But his youngest brother was in it, and they, they never make a mention that it's his brother. They just, like, you know, they have him on there, and he never says, like, yeah, I'm Bill Murray's brother or whatever. Like, he's just on there, you know. <laughs> it's like, well, tell us a little bit about your childhood or something, you know, but nothing. But, yeah, he's got the one <laughs> brother that has that, like, super iconic voice that's, like, super gruff from, like he said, he was the mayor in Groundhog's Day. And he does like a lot of uh, voiceovers for cartoons and stuff like that now. And then um, there's a really great uh, Bobcat Goldthwaite movie with his younger brother called uh, Made in America. I want to say it's on Netflix right now um, where Bobcat wrote and directed it. He's not in it. But uh, Bill Murray's younger brother's in it. And he plays this guy that like gets completely fed up with the way people are so self-involved and he just starts killing like uh just stupid people you know and uh like there's this girl well i don't want to get too far into it because that's like a big digression but anyway check him out he's a great actor too and then he's got another brother (laughs) as well who's a actor so yeah um the other thing let's see uh well i did like like i said i was uh i like the gameplay um, for a while, then I, like it just gets old. Um, so like after probably like probably about the time you get through the museum is when I think the gameplay kind of drops off and it's kind of like gets they don't give you anything they don't give you anything new or any goals like you got everything maxed out basically by that point and it's like they they are stre- they kind of stretched out the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I didn't like that part about it. Um, 
I thought I did like the destructible environments because I thought it was funny that the Ghostbusters gave like zero fucks the whole time and they just fucking like all like your like the AI Ghostbusters just destroy the shit out of everything. <laughs> like they just destroy it and they don't give any like even in like uh like the hotel where like the hotel manager's like you know, freaking out. They're like, Yeah, we'll say you'll pay for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean so, and that that corresponds to the film. They you know, yeah. we'll send you a bill, you know. <laughs> or we could not get the ghosts. Which would you rather, you know? That's yeah. Right, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna give it a uh overall I'm gonna give it a three. Yeah. Three out of five. So I liked it, but also like like we were saying, like I love Ghostbusters. Like when I was a kid I loved the movie and then like there's a cartoon. So oh, yeah. you know, I have a lot of uh nostalgia for it, so if you don't know anything about it, this is definitely not the game for you. So, yeah, I, I love the cartoon as well. I was—it's it always weird the way they uh, they drew those cartoon characters. I always felt that uh, Ray and Peter should have been switched. They didn't look right to me as a kid, you know. But yeah, because they gave like Ray like red hair for some reason in the cartoon, and Egon had like blonde hair, which. Probably just to make it more, like... Distinct, I guess. I have yeah, no distinct. idea. Yeah, But, yeah, like, if you look up the PS2 versions of these characters, they look pretty good, I guess, but they're very, like, chibi. They're kind of, like, fatter and uh, just more cartoony. And I saw the way they looked on PS4, which is, like, more photorealistic, and they looked amazing. I, I was really yeah. impressed with that, so... Oh, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that in the visuals, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, so what's up next? Uh, next is the first music break. Um, usually we call this Brent's pick, and usually he, t- he picks the main theme. So, All right, so we'll do the main theme, the original main theme from Ghostbusters. Right.
likes to kiss I'm free to do this Okay, that was the main theme from Ghostbusters. Yeah, kind uh, of just fill people in a little bit about that main theme. I know we're not in music, but it, now would be a good time as any after they just heard it. Um, sure. You may notice that, uh, or you probably don't, because it didn't dawn on me initially, um, and Cujo, you didn't know until I told you today. But uh, it, it sounds suspiciously like a Huey Lewis song called um, I, I Need a New Drug, I think, that, or I Want a New Drug. It's like the exact same uh, progression, the same cadence, same key. Uh, so much so that like once you realize it, you can sing one over the other. It's kind of creepy. Um, what happened was uh, they approached Huey Lewis to do the theme song for Ghostbusters because they knew it was going to be this big blockbuster. And Huey Lewis was kind of known in the 80s as like this hit maker. Um, in fact, like... He's one of those guys, you don't really think about it, but he's got like close to 20 or over 20 number one hits. And it's just, he's like the Beatles of the 80s. And it's kind of like Hall & Oates. You don't really think about it, but they just have a million hits. And he had recently just had a huge hit with, um, I believe it was uh, Back to the Future with Back in Time. And they wanted, you know, a hit song to go along with their uh, projected hit movie. But he declined because he didn't want to be known as the, uh, like, the soundtrack guy, right? So right. he's like, no, I've, I've done enough. I, I think he'd even done a few other soundtrack songs for various other movies at that point. It was like, I, I don't want to be known as just this. So they didn't have long to come up with a theme for the film, and they approached Ray Parker Jr., and they literally told him there are like court documents that got exposed. They literally like had these 
this exchange with him via mail. Um, like, hey, we need you to write a song that sounds like Huey Lewis and it needs to be about uh, Ghostbusters. And he came up with the idea to make it like the commercial they show at the beginning of this game and the movie where they're like, you know, who are you going to call, you know, 1-800-GHOSTBUSTERS or whatever like that. And that's where that whole theme comes from. But because he had so little time, he just straight stole a Huey Lewis song and just kind of reworked it just enough. And that's where you got that theme from. And, uh, yeah, that didn't sit well with Huey. And he ended up suing them and got an undisclosed amount. I've heard uh, varying accounts where, like, Roy Parker basically got nothing for it. And, uh, like all royalties go to Huey to where, you know, I've heard various, but I would believe that because he basically, uh, went on to do fuck all after this and, you know, Huey, he's still living large. So yeah. So there you go. That's the story of the theme song that you probably didn't need to know all that, but there you are. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to me. I, I love one like artists steal from each other uh in musically and then try and say they didn't you know um i i could go on for hours about this i won't uh especially since it would piss c-tan off uh <laughs> he's like the biggest um why can't i think of them right now uh led zeppelin fan and led zeppelin are notorious thieves they're just the worst they've been sued like seven eight times and lost each time uh, so, oh. yeah, that'd be, that'd be a good, that'd be a fun podcast. You guys arguing with each other about that. Well, he, he was like, those songs don't even sound alike. And it's like, no, here's an interview with Jimmy Page where he's like, yeah, I stole it. <laughs> it's like, it's not, it's not debatable. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm, my bad. We did that kind of shit back then. We just kind of took whatever, you know? So, yeah, I mean, just go online and just if you have any interest in that, look that up or like, um, uh, what's the one by uh, the big, the big, big one was George Harrison stole. Um, uh, what was that? I can't think of the name of the song, but there's a song he stole from like the Chantels, uh, He's So Fine. Um, and it's like, uh, I really want to hold you or whatever that song is called. They're like the exact same song. And he, uh, ended up paying well over a million dollars for that one. Um, Damn. I mean, when you layer them over each other, it's just like, it's the same song <laughs> and it happens constantly up to and including now, you know, where artists steal from each other and then go, no, I didn't. And then you're like, no, listen to this. And it's like, oh yeah, you know, you might not even be aware you're doing it, which is a thing, but. In this case, with Roy Parker and Huey Lewis, it was very intentional, um, unfortunately. But anyway, on to, what is it? The story? Yep. <laughs> All right. So, uh, like we were talking about before uh, we started recording, the, the story kind of feels like uh, they had a script, or they had an idea, and then they gave it to Bill Murray, or not Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd and... Um, Ramis. Ramus, and then Ramus, they kind of were like, okay, this kind of would make a good sequel slash, you know, but then they could never get people together, and then they made it to a game type thing. Kind of, um, yeah. It feels more like the greatest hit, like the greatest hits of Ghostbusters. Like you got a Slimer stage, you got a Stay Puff stage, you got a Librarian stage, which is like the three main, you know, right. ghost or things of of the movies, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Vigo so, even makes kind of an appearance, not like in physical form, but yeah, his painting is there, and then like the whole Gozer, everything is referenced. Yeah, right. Everything is just like has a callback, basically. Yeah. Um, and then once those callbacks are done, there's not much story there, so it's kind of like now you just gotta stop. Um, who's the main bad guy? What's his name? Oh hell, I don't. Some scientist that wants to bring Gozer back. I don't remember yeah. his name though. So, anyways, like the game starts off, there's like a huge pulse, and Slimer gets out, and you have to go. He goes to the hotel, and you have to go catch Slimer at the hotel. Um, at the top of the hotel, you see Stay Puffed, and then, so that goes into the next stage, which is where well, you catch Slimer, and then uh, you fight like this fisherman ghost, um, and then. You go out, you you leave the hotel, and then somehow, you know, Stay Puff shows up, and um, it all has to do with this like lady who's like a doctor that you meet in the elevator at the hotel. Yeah, and it's played by Alyssa Milano, right? Yep. <laughs> and it's kind of like the love interest of Bill Murray he becomes like infatuated with her, and he makes jokes towards her. Um, but she's like the relative of gozer basically right the she's the relative of the scientist that wants to bring back gozer right the, okay yeah like the he's the, the dude that's been somehow keeping himself unnaturally alive or some some shit i don't know he's the guy that you go fight that's going to bring back gozer because he wants or he's trying to bring back gozer but then he decides why bring back gozer when gozer keeps failing i could just become a god myself Right, right, and that's but, that's the premise of the whole game. But he needs his blood, but unfortunately, he's been dead 150 years. There's none of his blood except for this is his ancestor, so he needs her blood, effectively. Right, and then so the game is basically she gets captured, you gotta save her, and then you get sucked into like the alternate. At the very end, you get sucked into the alternate um, dimension, ghost dimension, mm-hmm. and. You cross the streams and you defeat Shandor, and everyone lives happily ever after. <laughs> yeah, save the day. Yeah, um, which Is that how yours ended too. Yeah, uh, effectively, like my ending was, you know, that just like you defeat. I guess Shandor is the name of the scientist, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, you defeat him. You you have to cross the streams. You throw him into like the ghost world or whatever that portal is in the bottom. Which, that was a pretty epic fight. I, I mean, it was fun, and you get to fight alongside all four of the other Ghostbusters, and that, that was really cool. Um, but then, like, the ending I got, I don't know what you got. And, again, there might be, like, a, a better ending that's locked behind 100%, or maybe, like, you have to play it on a harder difficulty, because I just played through on normal. But it was just like, hey, Recruit, you did a really good job. Um, you saved the day. And Ernie makes another quip about, like, yeah, well, you know, I saved the world my first day on the job, too, or whatever. And it's like, haha, well, we're going to open up an office in Chicago, and we were wondering if you wanted to head it. What do you think? And they all kind of smile at you, and then it runs Roy Parker Jr., and that's the end. Yeah. And then was there a part where Bill Murray is kissing Alyssa Milano and yeah, the Slimer Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh, too. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, he's going to get herpes. 
<laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Jesus. I, I can't not oh, mention my. it. I can't. Uh, Alyssa Milano has herpes, people. Look that shit up. She's had it forever. She's from the Oklahoma area, which is the area where I'm from, and it's well-known and well-documented. Bitch got herpes. So next time you watch Embrace the Vampire and you're jerking your gherkin to Alyssa Milano, just remember, if you were really with her, you'd have herpes. End rant. Okay. (laughs) So anyways, uh... (laughs) The story, like we were saying, is like your greatest hits. You have a Slimer stage, uh, Stay Puff stage, Library stage, and then at the very end you have the Cross the Streams, which is like, you know, the big thing in the end of the first movie. Um, I don't think there's much more to it than that. Uh, it kind of seems like a, a hollow story to me when you're yeah. you kind of lay it out there. Um, and like basically, like the mayor is taken over by Shan, like he's possessed by Shandor, but you don't notice it at all. Even though they have the PK meter out and they don't notice he like it never goes off around him. I guess. So yeah. It's kind of a plot hole. A lot of holes. A lot of things don't make sense. I mean, but it it really does feel kind of phoned in. Uh, it gets um, supported by like the all star cast that they have. Like literally, these guys could make anything sound halfway decent. Um, but yeah. Yeah. The, the best parts. The best parts of the game are when. You know, you're playing the regular, you know, going through the stages and then their banter between each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the, my favorite part about it. Just kind of get that nostalgia feel. And it's like an, you get a little bit more Ghostbusters than you had before, which is kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of like now that we have like a lot of these sequels, like back in the early 2000s, there was no Star Wars sequels. There's no Ghostbusters sequels. You know, you had this nostalgia for things that, you know, never got you never, you know, it's been been over for 20 years at that point, you know? Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of like you're getting the, the opposite of that. Or like, everything's going to sequel now. Yeah, I mean, and there, almost everything did back then, too. But there were certain filmmakers that were, um, like, you know, Zemeckis always said that he would never make another um, Back to the Future, which he kind of did with the video game, which I, I loved. That video game was amazing. And this is kind of along the same lines, uh, whereas... The studios wanted to make another Ghostbusters movie like fervently, and so did Hudson, um, Aykroyd, and Ramis. Uh, Bill Murray was always like, I don't want to make another movie unless the script is perfect. And every script they presented to him, he was like, nah. Um, he finally did say that he would do a third movie if they brought him back as a ghost. And then uh, <laughs> he was just like a sidekick ghost that followed him around. And I, I like that idea that that would have been really cool. But then Ramus died. So any like hope for a, a true sequel is kind of like it's gone unless they bring Ramus back as a ghost and they use like voiceovers from this game to put him in there. That could be something they could do, but I doubt they will. Um, well, you didn't, you didn't know there's a new one coming out. Oh, I know there is um, with uh, Paul Rudd, right? Yeah. And he's like Egon's son or something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't. But all the original actors are back in it too. Like Bill Murray's going to be in it, Ernie Hudson. Yeah. And so it's a sequel, but I don't know if it's like a soft reboot type thing. I mean, a couple of them were in the 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 one that with the chicks too. A couple of what Nackroyd and uh, Bill Murray like made cameos in that one or some shit. Yeah, but they're not the same characters. Right, right. They were like a taxi cab driver or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, I guess, but like at the same time, it's not a true sequel. You know what I mean? It's like 
what what's coming out is effectively like uh, the new Rocky movies that are, you know, Creed. You know, it's not about Rocky anymore. It's about this new guy. And yeah, sure, Balboa is still there, but... Or like the new Star Wars movies where it's the next generation type yeah. thing. Which, I get it, they're all old or whatever, but I'd still rather see those old actors being badass than like a new... I just would, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe just me, but also I love Paul Rudd, but I don't... I feel like he's not the guy to play that part, but yeah, again, get a guy in his fifties the play the nephew of someone that was anyway, whatever. Right. So, um, let's go ahead and I guess our likes and dislikes, uh, kind of, we already kind of went over that, but, um, my, mine real quick are, uh, I like the story, like I got like the nostalgia at the beginning, but it kind of drops off after they get through like, you know, the Slimer, the Stay Puff, and the the librarian parts. They yeah. kind of when you get to the museum, it's like a new like ghost. The, there's no really backstory to it, so like I don't really care about this ghost. Where the other three, like you know more about them, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then the last two, like then there's like another stage with another ghost you got to fight, like a spider lady and some other things that like you don't really care about so that kind of was not they didn't they didn't hook you you know with the new stuff and what i did like what like i said before was the banter uh between all the ghostbusters and stuff like that and then uh kind of the lore you can kind of read up on and that kind of stuff but um i'm gonna give it a two and a half out of five yeah i'm i'm not so uh keen on it i felt like the story was phoned in it leaned a lot on the the past greatness of the original uh, story um i i'm a defender of ghostbusters 2 a lot of people hate that movie i feel like it's a fine movie it has its problems but still really great um but this this just felt like a, they were just like it was nostalgia the game they were as far as story is concerned which is fine but then once you got through that it, there was really nothing there um Plus, uh, herpes. I just don't like Alyssa Milano. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't mean, know. I didn't know you hated Alyssa Milano that much. That's kind of interesting. I think she's hot, but like that's just gross. You know, <laughs> it's just yeah. I don't. I know there are plenty of people, people get, that have genital herpes. herpes. And you probably don't even know it. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I could tell stories. Uh, I know a girl that. Uh, I was interested in at one point and then she had to, you know, because she did the right, she's like, I just have to tell you I have genital herpes. And I was like, yeah, well, not interested anymore. I, you know, uh, that's all well and good. Uh, not, thanks for your time. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of had the same thing happen to me. So yeah, it's, I mean, I'm glad that they disclosed that. Uh, apparently Alyssa didn't uh, and she's given multiple like famous people. Just look that shit up. It's hilarious. Um, some people say that Derek Jeter gave it to her, um, but I think she gave it to Derek Jeter because I've heard accounts from people that knew her in high school from the area that I lived in uh, years ago because she grew up, like I said, in I want to say the Tulsa area or something like that, but uh, that she had herpes in high school, that it was well known. <laughs> So, um, gross. Uh, but anyway, there's this whole chain of like famous people that gave each other herpes that you can look up online. It's kind of funny. Um, and how they like passed it around to various other famous people. So 
yeah, herpes. It just keeps giving. But no, Alyssa, Alyssa's cool. Uh, I like her acting for the most part. Um, I just, I'm just being an ass. Uh, but the story of this game is, is not great. I'm going to give it just a two. Um, and that's largely based off like the nostalgia stuff and more the quips in between than the, the story itself. Like, I love that stuff. Like you said, like when you're running around with Ernie Hudson and you go through the Egypt exhibit and he's, you know, making quips about, man, I see this kind of stuff and it makes you think of that song. What is it? Dun, 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 you know, and you're like, oh man, Ernie's awesome. You know, I I really felt like of all the performances, he he was the best in the game, but um, they all did just incredible jobs. You know, uh, repraising their roles. But uh, yeah, about a two for the story, I'd say. Okay. Um, this takes us to the next music break. Um. Uh, if you want, are you just going to do those remixes like we talked? Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, we went over, um, ha- because this game, like as far as music is concerned, it doesn't have uh, like music per se. It does, it has a lot of these like things from the films that were like background music. So it's like elevator music, that, it's stuff that you almost don't notice, you know, it's very minimalist. Um, except for the Roy Parker Jr. song. So I kind of discussed with uh, Cujo earlier. I was like, why don't we just like throw a bunch of remixes of uh, Roy Parker Jr. up and just to be fun uh, because they're, for whatever reason, because of the cadence and the key that um, Ghostbusters is in, it's like a really easy song to mix and mash up with other songs. And there are some really good ones out there. Um, but, but first up, I would like to do the one that was... Uh, Roy Parker Jr.'s Ghostbusters uh, mashed up with Huey Lewis's um, I Want a New Drug to just let everyone hear just how exact they fit over each other. So that's what's coming up here. That should be a good timestamp there. Right on. Yeah. Um, and you'll just notice hearing that over each other. It's like very obviously the same song. Like um, it, it's not not disputable, really. It's uh, it's not that it's close. It's literally just the same song. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Okay. The next thing we're going to do is visuals. Um. Mm. You want to go ahead and go first? I'm, the visuals and the music stuff, I'm always like the weakest on because I, I mean, I have a, 
I don't have a technical opinion on a lot of the stuff, so if you want to go ahead. Yeah, I'll 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 state for as far as PS2 goes. Um, I was really pretty impressed overall with the way stuff looked. They uh, on the PS2 version, and I guess also the PS3 version. I think um, the way they ended up doing it was they made it look um, like more cartoony. It doesn't look like the cartoon from when we were a kid, unfortunately. That would have been really cool, but um, it they made all the characters look very like chibi, almost Japanese style cartoons. Uh, in particular, uh, like Bill Murray's character, they made him look like kind of goofy, more befitting of like how he acted instead of uh, how he looks you know, and stuff. They made Ray a little fatter than what he should be. Egon looked almost spot on as did Winston, except chibi cartoon style. As far as like the, uh, the visuals in the various rooms and stuff, I felt they were pretty good too. The ghost looked pretty good, you know, not like actual scary, but nothing from Ghostbusters was actual scary. Although I would say that the librarian scared the shit out of me as a kid. Um, you know, and everything looked pretty good i won't say it looked amazing there was some really cool stuff in uh the hotel later on where like the walls were inverted and you're walking along the sides of walls and there were things like that that were kind of neat um but nothing that was like so good that it it made me go oh my god i can't believe this was on the ps2 or whatever uh so overall, it's like a little middle of the road, maybe for me, like a little above middle of the road. Uh, I, I'm still just going to give it like right in the middle with a 2.5 personally, though. Um, I did see some gameplay footage of the PS4 version, and I was pretty impressed with it as far as like how they uh, somehow captured the essence of all the characters of how they looked in the, those films. Um, cause you know, all these actors are incredibly old now and they all look exactly as they did 30 years ago in that game uh, or very, very close anyway. So I was impressed with that. Uh, I don't know, like, you know, all I saw were trailers. I didn't watch like a lot of gameplay, so I don't know if that keeps up or if that was only in like the CGI cutscenes or whatever. So you can attest more to that as far as that version goes. Yeah, I thought the no, you're right. It, they they do look pretty good. Um, they do catch the uh, they do get the essence, but it looks more like even on the PS4, it looks more PS3 to me. Mm. Like I think if they did it on the PS4 from scratch, it looked more, way more realistic. Um, so I'd say it's like an upscale PS3 version is more, more what it looks like, okay. but still, I mean, it really looks like, like you said, you can tell it looks just like them. Like I was looking at some of the Wii version pictures and it, that looks like cartoon versions of themselves. So I don't know if that's the PS2 version or not, but, um, uh, yeah, you, you'll just, if you, if you're interested or if anyone else is interested, just look up the PS2 version visuals, um, they they are wildly different, and apparently the game is wildly different, like being the exact same game, uh, but like just completely different at the same time. So right. if you're a huge fan, maybe play bo- both versions. I'm kind of interested in playing the PS4 version now, um, just because it sounds like yeah, it's the same game, but also very different. So I don't know. Yeah, and maybe some. I don't. I know you've got a PS2, don't you? So. Yeah, I do have a PS2, but I don't have the version on PS2. Right. I, I think the version for PS3 is the same version. And I want to say it was also on PSP, but like a greatly reduced version 
on PSP. I well, think. I have the PS. I had. I have the PS3 version too, and it's definitely the more uh, the same as the PS4. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Wild. So, I I mean I made it to the library on the PS3 version when I first played it way back in the day. Yeah. And it's exactly it's exactly the same. Oh, let me down. Just graphically everything. Yeah. Huh. That's wild. Like I said, it's like an upscaled version, like the PS4 version is the upscale version, but uh, unless there's some things they changed later in the game, because I never got to the end game part, but the first few chapters were the, the exact same. Wild. Yeah, you're going to have to play the PS2 version, man. It's it's completely different, like as far as visuals, and like I said, you could play as a girl, you know, things like that. So, Huh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So anyways, uh, I'm going to give... Uh, also a two and a half. Yeah. Alright. But I mean, like some of the like Slimer looks really good. Like the ghosts look pretty good, I think I thought. They like, yeah, they, they look the best on the PS two version for sure. The the ghost visuals were great. And then like I said, all the all the artwork that they showed you in between um when things were loading was like really stellar. It was like really high end comic book style. Uh, visuals and stuff and I, I loved all that and I want to say there were some unlocks that you could get as well throughout the game where you would unlock like storyboards and things like that so you know there there was some cool stuff to look at but as far as like gameplay visuals a lot of them were uh, of the era you know they they, yeah, they were serviceable yeah. they weren't great they weren't bad okay yeah. Anything else? Anything else for uh, visuals? We'll move on to music. I mean, Alyssa Milano wasn't as hot as she uh, is in real life, um, but she also didn't have herpes. <laughs> Speaking of the Alyssa Milano character, I thought she was kind of flat. Yeah, she was you know? definitely. There was not much to her, or really any of the characters outside of the Ghostbusters. Like they were all pretty one note, you know. Yeah. So, is what it is, but that that part of story writing more than anything you know Alyssa Milano is certainly capable of better and far worse acting again the aforementioned uh, Embrace the Vampire if you want to see some terrible acting watch that film uh, streaming now on Tubi no it, <laughs> it really is check it out it's free and you get to see her boobs a lot um <laughs> okay can't get herpes through the TV Cujo unless there's herpes on the TV true uh, so we're up to music, but as far as music goes, like you've got written here, the, the composer was Kyle Richards and Chris, uh, Rickwood, uh, you know, this, this stuff that the majority of it in the game is these little ditties that you would hear playing in the background of the films. Like if you watch the film a million times, like you and I have, I, I've probably seen Ghostbusters, maybe not a million, but at least 10, 15 times, you know, you get to know all those little music notes do, or whatever do, 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 do. like one of those little things do, yeah. do, 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 do. you know yeah. and it's just yeah. like it's background shit it's not meant to be anything that you're going to tap your foot to or whatever uh, it's it's serviceable i actually kind of enjoyed the fact that there wasn't just like butt rock playing behind me as I'm like shooting ghosts and shit because as cool as that would be on like the short term because that would be cool you know if I was a ghostbuster I'd probably have a fucking walkman with you know some Joe Satriani or something playing and it would be fucking baller um as far as the gameplay goes that would get annoying pretty quick um 
so that minimalist, you know, in a lot of areas, there's no music at all, really. Um, that minimalist approach, I think, added to the game more than anything. Uh, so it's kind of hard for me, I don't know about you, to actually, like, rate the music. Um, well, I would say you rate the music and the uh, voice acting, kind of the same sure. same, same thing there. Because so, I feel like the, the the lack of music, they filled it with the you know the banter. commentary and banner yeah yeah that's a that's an excellent point yeah and and as far as the banter goes when you're running around with ernie or or whomever ernie comes to mind because I, I felt like his banter was absolutely the best but all of it's really good you know and they all uh, reprise their roles um exceedingly well uh with the Except exception being again bill murray sounds like like he literally he recorded gone. it on an iphone yeah. um like but he, he's still Bill Murray. Uh, right. So when you throw in that, yeah, it, it really adds a lot. And and I'm willing to go up a lot on that. Because I was going to say, like, the music's there. I was going to just give it, like, another, like, 2.5 or a 3. But when you add in the banter and stuff like that, that's really what kept me going more than anything else. Uh, I'm going to give it a 3.5, I think. Uh, yeah, or maybe even a 4. I don't know. I think a four. I think a four. I really, really like that banter. Um, yeah. That, if they didn't have that in the game, it would be utter garbage. It, it just wouldn't be played. If you had to wait to each cutscene to hear them talk, it would have been like, I, I was watching on YouTube. Yeah. Whereas, like, as you're going through the game, like, literally the whole game, they're talking, or you guys are talking to each other, or you hear them on the radio. Like, it is like the whole game they're talking. Yeah. So that's so yeah for likes slash dislikes you know I I love the banter I mean they did throw the theme song in there so they didn't like that would have been a negative if they didn't have that in the game you know what I mean like some <laughs> sometimes yeah you play some of these like licensed games and like the song that you're there for it's not in the game so at least they had that um but uh, I didn't like you know they did loop a lot of the songs after like thirty seconds or a lot of like the music so. You know, if you're playing for a couple hours, you kind of hear the same thing over and over again when you're going through the stage. So, sure, it's but... not too bad because the stages aren't that long. Yeah. Um, but uh, like some parts, like when you're in the cemetery, it's kind of a longer stage, and I don't know, I did, the there wasn't as much banter because you're by yourself in the beginning. You know. Yeah. Did you have to so do I... the skeleton puzzle in the fucking PS4 version? No skeleton puzzle. Oh, <laughs> there's a there's a puzzle in the PS4 version in, at the beginning of the cemetery where like there's twelve graves, I think. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, and you uh, you have to like shoot a grave with uh, one of your guns, and a skeleton will crawl out and do a dance. Oh um, man. And then, no, I definitely didn't have that. Yeah, <laughs> and then you have to find the corresponding one, like shoot it right after, and then they'll like match. It's like it's basically the match game. Like you have to find another skeleton that does that exact dance, and then like those two tombstones will fall down or whatever, and you have to like do all twelve of them, like find six matches, and then the gate will open. And I, I oh. was like, oh, this is this is so dumb. What am I doing? Yeah, in my version, you jump over the wall, and then yeah. you gotta 
make your way through like a little maze, basically the graveyard maze. Yeah, I did that get, too. And then you have to like hit the gate with your stream, and I think one of you have to use like the slime to pull the weight down, so that way the gate goes up. All right, cool. So someone was like, "Yeah, this is dumb. Why? Why is this?" Because <laughs> that's what I was. I was <laughs> like, like, "This is this is stupid." PS4 version because this is annoying and stupid. Yeah, yeah, it was really dumb. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna give it a like like you're, you're saying. I was thinking of like a three, but not like 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 you're saying like the whole like the voice acting and the banter like make this game playable. So. I gotta give it a boost for it too, as well. You kind of changed my mind on that. Yeah, because that really is the game. I mean, that's why you're playing this. Like, I wouldn't recommend this to anyone that wasn't a Ghostbusters fan, but to anyone that is a Ghostbusters fan, this is like a must play. Um, yeah, this is the closest thing you're ever gonna get to the third movie. Right. Yeah. Like that's basically what they called it when they made it. Like, this is what if the third if they were gonna make a third movie. This is be basically what it w- would be. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else for music or uh, voice acting? As... Or no, no. Okay, this takes us to the next music break. You know, the theme, like, if you're nostalgic for this game uh, or for the, for the movie, here's some of the Firehouse theme.
Okay, that's uh, the firehouse theme. Uh, the next uh, thing we're going to grade is overall. Um, so how we felt overall about the game. Um, Brent would used to say uh, it would be expectations versus reality, um, how he would do it. You can do it however you want to do it. Um, I kind of take that into consideration when I do my grading. Um, for me, uh, it's pretty much what... Well, I, it's actually better than I thought it would be. I thought it would be kind of more like the uh, when you play like the Spider-Man movie game or... Uh, the Captain America movie game. I, I kind of felt like it was going to be like that. And it was definitely better than something like some canned version of the movie. If you, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah agree with that. I, no, I, I agree 100%. Yeah, I would... For me, like, I was expecting it, you know, most movie games are pretty piss poor. Uh, there are some exceptions. Again, I really, really, really liked the uh, Back to the Future uh, game. I, I don't know if you've played that, but... That one. Well, was... that's like that's a that's not the movie though. It's like they're talking about the Telltale version. Yeah. Well, is it Telltale? Um, it's uh, it's point and click. I don't know if Telltale did it. Yeah, it's a Telltale game. Okay. Yeah. I... Um, but that's not really a movie. Like, t- like it's a sequel, kind of like this one is. So right. Kinda, exactly. Like... Yeah. Well, that, so that's not like a licensed like movie game. Well, it is. It's it's in the universe, but it it it's more like like you say a sequel. It's not like retelling the same story you already saw or heard. Which you know they advertised this as being basically the third Ghostbusters movie, but I didn't really believe it until right. you, until you actually get into it, and it very much is. Um, but that being said, if it was the third movie, it'd be by far the worst of the three. <laughs> Yeah, because it's nothing that really changes. Like, there's no like stakes, or no one, no one goes on like the hero's journey and yeah. comes out better for it. Like, there's none of that. So it's just kind of like, like we were saying, it's like the greatest hits. Uh, it's like a remix of the first two games, almost. Right, which you could just get watching like a greatest moments of the Ghostbusters YouTube or something. Um, so it's better than a movie game, but it could have been better than that if they. You know, thought of a different uh, a kind of like I said, like a hero's journey for even if it's Vinkman, like he become changes from being an asshole until actual like a likable guy. Yeah, but you that know? would never happen, right? Vinkman's just a douche. But, <laughs> um, you know, it, there were a lot of like nuggets in there though, like little quips and and banter and stuff that that was great. But overall, like again, the story and everything else wasn't really what you wanted it to be. Um, because there wasn't a lot of new, it was just a lot of rehash, reheated, you know, uh, stuff, which, you know, it was great stuff to begin with, but it's all stuff we've already seen. Uh, that said though, it, it was better than what I was expecting. Cause I was expecting it to be kind of piss poor, to be honest, uh, as far as like the story and all that kind of stuff goes, I, I didn't think they were going to be able to pull it off at all. And, you know, and a lot, again, a lot of it is on the backs of these voice actors. If they hadn't got the original guys, a lot of the dialogue and stuff that they were saying would have fell flat, but because they had these people that were just like absolute masters of their craft, a lot of things that wouldn't have rang true really did. Um, so, you know, overall I would say that, uh, my expectations were relatively low, like I was thinking middling, um, but I was pleasantly surprised overall. 
Um, I still don't think it's like an insanely good game, but it's a game that no. if you are a Ghostbusters fan, you just need to play it. Uh, I, that that said, I'm gonna I'm going to personally. I think it's like more of a three, maybe even a three five. Um, I'll go with three five just because it, it really did surprise me in a lot of portions. Um, you know, I, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm going to also give it a three and a three point five. Um, I didn't have high expectations, and it still could have been better than what it was. So it wasn't amazing, but it gave it scratched that nostalgic itch that I kind of um, had for this series. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you get to add a bonus. You get some Harold Ramis, which you can't. There's no more new Harold Ramis stuff anymore. So if you haven't played it and you like Harold Ramis stuff, like you at least got that in there for you. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Like we we're saying, if you don't like Ghostbusters, you're not. This ain't gonna change your mind. <laughs> no. So, and that's the thing. It really is like just more of the same. But uh, I, I like Ghostbusters a lot. So there you go. So yep. is, is this where we move on to replayability and extra content? Yep. Yeah, I'll I, I'll start with that if you don't mind. Uh, I Good. don't I don't think there's a whole lot of replayability to this game. I think it's kind of a one and done. Once you play through it, you get the story and stuff. You know, I will say if you're a huge Ghostbusters fan, this could be something that you would revisit the same way you would revisit the movies or whatever like that. Also, in talking with you, evidently there are two very differing versions of this game that are both very playable so maybe check out the ps2 version and then the ps4 versions and you'll have you know two games that are the same but very different um that said though like there's not a whole lot you can do like if you wanted to immediately replay the game you could play it on a higher difficulty you could uh, try and unlock uh, like in the ps2 version you have all those little blurbs that you can do you could try for that. There are uh, things in your version, I assume, where you can uh, get like all the go back and get all the artifacts, or uh, try and go for a no damage run, or whatever it is. I, I guess like trophies could add some replayability if you're into that yeah. sort of thing. Uh, I'm not. I could give a you know two shits about trophies. Like I will say that um, as I was playing this through the PS2, I did lament that I wasn't getting any because I kept seeing you were getting them. I'm like, well, I'm playing the same game and I'm not getting anything. You know, but only very minorly. I really don't care about my gamer score at all. It is what it is. Um, so. As far as replayability goes, yeah, I'm going to just say like a one, I'll say a two. Uh, it, you can replay it if you're a, a huge fan, and there is some stuff there to where you might go back. But, like, honestly, once you play through this game and you see the ending, I think that's all you really need. You don't you don't need any of this other crap. Yeah, I agree with you. It's a two. Um and I say it's a two just because if you're a trophy hunter, if it's not, if you don't have, tro- if you don't want to do trophies, then it's a one. Um, that's the only reason you would go and replay because you have to. I think you have to beat the game on hard in uh, the PS4 version, which you don't have to do the whole game. There's a there's a workaround where you just fight the bosses on hard. Oh wow! Which is which is better because. Some of those, like, one hit, like, those ghosts will one hit you, and then it's annoying. So, it's like, you gotta be, it's not really made for a hard difficulty, you know? It doesn't make, 
it's not like you have a skill. It's just like you got to slog through it type mm-hmm. thing. So at least with the the bosses, it's more of a skill thing where a ghost you just got to keep the Ghostbusters alive so they keep you alive. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it becomes one of those, but um, I don't think the damage really goes much. Like the spo- like the sponginess of the boss doesn't really go up that much. So it's more like they your your damage goes the damage they give you goes up. So, anyways, um, but yeah, like you're saying, unless you want to play this again or the PS2 version or whatever different version, um, there's not really much reason to replay it. No. Like, like there is some stuff on the PS2 as well where, like, if you beat it on the, the hardest difficulty, you unlock... It has various unlocks, like I said, um, where you can, like, use your weapons infinitely or, like, have double health and, you know, things like that. But, you know, once you get to that point, it's kind of like, if you're good enough to beat it on the hardest difficulty, what does it matter if you... It's kind of like right. playing Resident Evil and you can, oh, if I, you beat it on the hardest, you get the Rocket Launcher Unlimited. It's like, who cares at that point? I already beat it at the hardest level. What is this adding? Nothing, you know? So right. it's, it's it's just more of that kind of stuff. It's like, if, you, if you're the type of person that has infinite time and you just love Ghostbusters that much, sure, you know, but that's not for me. Yeah. For me, now that I've beaten it, like... You know, maybe in five years, I can. I have my save data. Data, I can load that back up, play it for an hour, get that you know nostalgia feeling, and then be done. That's that'd be like the only other thing I would do, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I I honestly, I probably will just like erase the uh, save data I have for Room on the PS2. Uh, eventually, you know. <laughs> well, PS2, you got memory cards still. <laughs> yeah, I've I've got like six or seven memory cards for the PS2 though, so. But, yeah, it's just one of those, like, I don't, don't really care too much, you know? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway. All right. Uh, last music break. Uh, okay, so here is the library theme.
Okay. So that's the game, Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. Overall, you know, not a terrible game. No. Uh, it was a definitely a happy surprise that wasn't complete garbage. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad I played it. Uh, and if you like Ghostbusters, you'll like it. I mean, if you, it's kind of one of those you do or you don't games. There's no, like, in-between. <laughs> yeah, sure. if, if you've never heard of the Ghostbusters, if you're one of those aforementioned 20-year-olds that Cujo works with and you're like, what's Ghostbuster? This isn't for you. Uh, you're not going to enjoy this game, uh, mainly because the gameplay and, like, the banter uh, would lose a lot without knowing anything about the series. It'd be like... Gosh, I was going to say like Star Wars if you've never seen Star Wars, but who hasn't seen Star Wars, right? Uh, it's just without Absolutely having, uh, you know, knowledge of, of the series at all, a lot of this stuff is just going to fall flat. It's really what carries you through a lot of the uh, more boring sections, etc. So, yeah, uh, that's, I guess that's it for Ghostbusters. Um, you yep, guys the, know. The, oh, go ahead. The next game we're going to be playing, uh, like I was saying earlier, is 13 Sentinels uh, Aegis Rim. Um, I have already beaten it, uh, so I'm just waiting on Nick and Travis to finish it. Uh, Nick just started it, and then Travis is, I think, you know, maybe 10-ish hours in. Okay. It's only like a 30-hour game. It's not very long. I think you'd like it. Uh, I might. Blaine, um, I don't know if you looked at it or not. No. It's very story. It's very story heavy, um, but it has like a battle system too in it, where it's like separate. So like you have to like do the story to unlock more battles, and you have to do more battles to unlock the story. So it kind of keeps the ratio good, but it's like two separate parts. Hmm. So and, and what's that on? That's on PS3, PS4. Oh, okay. It's a uh, it's I, a new game that just came out. I think it's Vanillaware. Oh, oh, okay. That's why I haven't heard of it at all. I thought I heard you say it was on PS3 earlier, but maybe not. Um, no, PS4 game. It's it's really uh, a really good story. Okay. Uh, like we'll talk about it in the next uh, uh, podcast. But uh, I have so much to, to me, play. This, but the, the ending, <laughs> the ending kind of fell flat. But we'll we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. In fact, just uh, in what, front what, of me, like games I've bought recently, I got Nobunaga's Ambition: Sphere of Influence for PS4. Right in front of me, I've got Kim Follett's The Pillars of the Earth, which I plan on playing. Just today, I got the Steelbook for Nino Kuni Two. Um, okay. I still haven't played the first one. I literally bought Nino Kuni like day it dropped, along with uh, the Wrath of the White Witch is the one I'm referring to, along with the uh, guide that has like the special card where you can get some kind of creature that you can only get. Oh, you get the gold version. Yeah, both are still sealed because I've never opened them. Like that's how. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. In my opinion, uh, the first Nino Kuni is really good. And the second one, and not as much. Yeah, and that's what I've heard. Like, the story is really, really good in uh, the first Nino Kuni, but kind of the gameplay people don't really like. It's kind of Pokemon-ish, but mm-hmm. um, where you have to use your monsters to kind of battle for you. But you all, towards the end of the game, you can also... You have more powers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but just getting to that part is kind of like a slog. But yeah. to me, the story carried it. Um but the second game, the story kind of like, I don't know, was kind of cardboard cutish. I don't know, gotcha. like just kind of flat. So I, w- I didn't get into as much. Well, at, so, at this that point, was hard for me to beat. 
if I'm going to play the first one, I would have to buy one that's not sealed because I, I haven't broke the seal on mine, and it's been, what, like six, seven years now, so I don't want to break that well, seal. Buy it digitally. Yeah. I do that a lot, yeah, where, like, I don't open something for so long that it, then it becomes, like, more valuable, and then I can't open it because I'd l- literally be throwing money away. So I have right. to rebuy, like, an already opened one because I'm, like, a silly fucking goose that has way too many games to play and not enough time. But, yeah. Anyway, uh, I guess that's the end of the show. Uh, everybody, uh, come join us on Discord. We talk there a lot. You know, we used to talk there like constantly every day, and we still like. There's still a lot of active members. We like when we do get in a discussion, it gets pretty ridiculous. Um, sometimes we'll be talking for a couple hours about all manner of subjects. So definitely go to the RPG Show website, and you can find that by what typing in like the RPG Show podcast. And uh, the, we've got a link there. I think there's also links on uh, my page and and your Facebook page as well, right? Yep, the, the RPGshow.com, and there's a Discord link. Um, I think on Facebook there's one. If not, I'll, I need to check that. Yeah. Uh, I want to say I added one, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm lazy and bad at this, so I don't know. But, yeah, listen to my show, too, uh, you bastards. If, if you don't know who I am, I'm Blaine J. from the Is It Worth It podcast. It's part of the uh, retro RPG uh, podcast that Derek Don host. Uh, I also do other things uh, up to and including, I think I'm on every episode of, or no, you did one without me, uh, the RPG Roundtable which is a show we do once a month or so, which we need to be recording real soon. Cooch. Yeah. I've got some ideas on that. I was thinking we could do a show over um, like either... Uh, I, I was wanting to do one where we could all discuss things that like RPGs need to stop doing. And, okay. And uh, I thought that'd be a cool episode to do. Or uh, like the, our favorite mechanics from RPGs that we wish we saw more of. Either one of those, and eventually I'm sure we'll do both. But yeah, we've got people yeah. from all over the world that join us on there. And it, it's a lot of fun. They usually end up being a couple hours long. And uh, we just go around and talk about stuff and go like wildly off topic. And it's really great. So check that out too. And yeah, check out, you know, we've got Facebook pages. You've got yours, uh, the RPG show, right, um, on Facebook. Yep. And I'm Is It Worth It podcast on Facebook. And yeah, that's it, right? So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yep, until next time. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody.